All right. Uh, hi, welcome to Straight to the Point and Completely Off Topic with David Dunbar, special guest today, Kyle Dunbar. See how I did that there? It's pretty, pretty masterful of me. Yeah. You see, what I did there was instead of trying to control, I just said, that ain't being in control. That's trying to control. The only way to be in control is to let go, like an Elsa song or some Pixar movie or something, you know? So then I was like, isn't it better to let somebody work for free for you and do your job for you? Like, work smarter, not harder. I mean, like, this is technically child labor. Technical labor. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, nobody's getting paid for this. You aren't either. So how, how laborious could it be? Well, you might get a sponsorship one day, and then I'll be on now. Probably not going to get much money from that sponsorship. But then, but you can't say that about today when true. none of these things are true. Hey, let's make up a sponsor. Who should we make up as a sponsor? Milton's Frozen Ketchup. <laughs> okay well i i would like to take a moment to talk about milton's frozen ketchup because of all the delight that it's brought into my life and when i say brought and what i mean is brought and by brought what i mean is frozen ketchup yum <laughs> yeah make sure to uh check out the new zero sugar milton's ketchup same yeah and gluten-free frozen taste None of the shoes. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, let's not forget about Milton's frozen shavings, Milton's frozen ketchup shavings, and Milton's uh, um, Italian ice <laughs> ketchup, ketchup flavored Italian ice. Is that racist? When we go to the boardwalk, they're always saying, What ice do they serve there? It's like Polish ice or something, isn't it? At the boardwalk in Jersey. So like, come on, get your Polish ice. It's the best Polish ice that you can have. It's the kind of Polish ice that you should eat when you're having Polish ice. If you don't have this Polish ice, then you're not having this Polish ice. Come on over, get some Polish ice. Remember that guy on the boardwalk? I do not remember that guy on the boardwalk, no. All right, well, let's just go down the boardwalk for a second. For people who don't know about the Jersey Shore Boardwalk, what do we know about the Jersey Shore Boardwalk, David? What do you know it's about a, it? Uh, it's a large walkway made mostly out of wooden boards, and there's shops there sometimes. Yeah, and what you know what I know about the Jersey Boardwalk, the Jersey Shore Boardwalk? You know what I know about the Jersey Shore Boardwalk? No, I do not know what you know about the Jersey shirt. <laughs> First off, let's pay attention to how I'm trying to talk like Rick Sanchez here. How's it working out? Am I sounding like Rick Sanchez the way I keep talking, like the way Rick Sanchez would talk with his kind of talking? You are talking in the exact opposite way Rick Sanchez would talk. Oh, well, all right, then never mind. All right, so what I know about the Jersey boardwalk is make way for the tram car. Make way for the tram car, please. Oh, Do they yeah. say please? I feel like they don't even say please. They just tell you <laughs> no, you must. They, I think they say please, uh, but they don't stop saying make way for the tram car. It's just that same noise over and over <laughs> again the entire time. You know what? Here's, here's an irony that I find about 
or maybe a similarity. Okay. A similarity between Harley Davidson's and tram cars on the Jersey boardwalk shore. They're both annoying, loud pieces of shit that is not <laughs> by anyone but an asshole. Except for the occasion that you are riding on said which, in which the point, it doesn't seem to bother you. If you ride on the tram car is and, and you hear it, make way for the tram car, please make way for the tram car, please. It doesn't bother you. Like, that's kind of funny. They have to make way for the tram car because that's us now we're on the tram car and when you're riding a harley davidson the exact same like you're like revving it around you're like oh that usually like oh do it really i was in the middle of a conversation funny fucking story i'm right at the punchline and then you mr harley shows up like everybody looking at me i got my new leather on today and that it's a dick but when you're that dude it's fucking awesome. You pull up and you're like, oh, I bet that guy was in the middle of a fucking story. I hope he was at the punchline. Yeah, they and like, they wait. They know when you're about to get to the punchline. <laughs> They're there for like a good couple minutes. Usually like the entire time they wait yeah. to write <laughs> the best part and then they start rubbing. Well, I, I don't know that they do that so much as I know that they hope they accidentally did that because I ride Harleys when I'm in Florida with our friend Brandon Mahollen. He always has a Harley for me to ride or he finds something to, and we go and we ride probably the safest day of his life riding because normally he's riding in the crazy ass Florida traffic by himself. And when you ride in pairs, you have a lot. You, you really do increase. You should always ride in pairs. Just so you know, the more you know, isn't that what you say? The more yeah, you know. The more you know. Dun, dun, Ooh. Dun, dun. Now we did a P PSA too. We did one commercial and one PSA. Yeah, what do you we, think? Can, uh, we can list this as educational. Bam, damn straight. The more you know. <laughs> I was riding pairs, bro. Buddy system. It's the best for Harleys too. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyways, what you into today? What am I into today? Uh, honestly, I, yeah. I just can't think that about just, it. Let's talk about the so boring. Why don't we? <laughs> well, that's what you're into then, obviously, is the don't say gay bit. Well, first, let me set some setting because, you know, if anybody is listening, dude, you know how many I, I woke up this morning, real ass downloads. In less than 12 hours on an episode I did with uh, with Joshua Hibbard. Do you remember Joshua Hibbard? Uh, is he the crazy reactionary uh, conservative friend that you have? <laughs> no. The. The. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, no, he is not. Uh, he is. Uh, he's an interesting kid. I was on Ink Master with him. Remember, we were supposed to go to Germany. Me and him were supposed to go to Germany and not being allowed to take our whole family. We were that's like, uh, and we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. We had him on yesterday and then we posted it. Mom edited it. She did a great job. Thank you, mom. Thank you, Candy. Overnight. And then she posted it and there is like almost 500 downloads in 12 hours. We got, Which, some, we got some frequent listeners. It sounds like, well, I'm told that's good. Well, both things. I'm told that having frequent listeners is good. And also I'm told that having that many downloads is good. And what that does mean to me is that people might be listening to it and so, to us even. 
Uh, although, I mean, come on, we can't capture the Hibbard. He's, he's the Clucci now, El Cucci, as I like to call him. El Clucci, I mean. Um, it sounds like something that you'd wear as a belt to me. At any rate, uh, we may not be able to capture that kind of gold, but we can set this. We, we have to set the setting for our listeners. And so by that, I want to point out that how long has it been since I've seen you? Uh, it, it has to uh, at least be a week. It's like eight days. It's almost 10 days since I've seen you. Yeah. That doesn't bother you. I saw you a few days ago to pick up some clothes, I think. Uh, You think? Do you? Yeah. A few days ago? Clothes a few days ago. A few days ago, as in like five? Yeah. You know, a few. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I'm just in a, I don't know. I'm weird. I miss you. You, you, I, I get the impression uh, that you miss me none at all. Like that your day. Oh, no. would be... I fucking miss your stupidity. That's the best part well, of living with you. You being stupid. <laughs> that's not. Hey, you know what? I learned from El Cucci. El Cucci, I mean. El Cucci. You know El what Cucci. I learned from El Cucci yesterday? Joshua Hibbard. What? He explained to me that the fact that you take pleasure and have no problem in tormenting me at any point in our conversations that that actually shows what a great job I've done as a parent by giving you a safe place where you can operate without the fear of being harmed. Damn right. So really, as you make fun of me, I realize what a great father I am. (laughs) You're a great dad. Why why doesn't that saying homophobic slurs around your gay son. Hey, how homophobic can I be? I have a gay son. That's true. Yeah, there you go. That's like I win all arguments when somebody is like, well, you're kind of being homophobic. I mean, am I being homophobic or do I have a gay son? Oh, oh, mic drop. <laughs> Who won that one? It's like it's like having the black friend, but twice the two times. Yeah, yeah it's like I have a black son. What you going to say now? It's maybe it's not the same. I wonder if mom will edit that. <laughs> she edits me now. Did you know that? Like she takes out some of the stupid stuff I say. She might take out the stupid stuff I'm saying right now. Yeah, she takes out all of your bad takes now. Yeah, I guess so. Now people even further have have a um, what do they call that? It's a wrong impression of me. But it, what would it be a? Uh, I don't know a thing, you know, like how people would do that when they do things. An exalted impression of me, like now I have a higher standard I have to live up to. I guess that's my actual fear. I don't know what it really means. I do know that when I meet people now, I gotta be like, oh, they ain't ready. They're really not ready. Even they're like, I'm such a fan, dude. You know how much of your stuff I listen to all your stuff, and it's like, ooh, you might not be ready for the uncut Kyle. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, what we were gonna, what were we gonna talk about? We were gonna talk about the just say gay. Bill. Yeah, the don't say gay bill in Florida. It's don't say gay. I like the just say gay. Yeah, yeah honestly, I would just go through the school and be like, you know what, man, that right there, that's gay. Oh my god, look at that window. 
gay. Oh, fuck. These these bathrooms in your school. So gay. Your hallways. Gay. Lockers. Gay. Gym. Gay. (laughs) Just say gay. The just say gay bill got passed and it's all gay. That's what I'm telling you. I'm decking these halls with gay. With balls of gay. I'm gayly decorating. Why should what? Why should I get arrested? It's it's not bullying to say something's gay. I saw gay. I said gay. That's not a crime. That's an astute observation. Damn straight. And you know what's gay about the don't say gay bay bill? The don't say gay bill is possibly the gayest bill ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess no, because because gay is no longer we can't use it derogatorily. Right. You know how mad I am about that? Uh, yeah, you've expressed anger about that a few times. Listen, don't take a word, identify yourself by that word, and then tell everybody else, hey, by the way, you can no longer use that word as you might see fit. You can't because it means me. No, homo, homo, homosexual, that means you. Gay is what Fred Flintstone and Barney were having the time of in 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 the Flintstones. Gay is how we gaily is how we deck the halls during the festive seasons. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't say you deck the halls homosexually or you'll <laughs> old time. That <laughs> I wish that was part of the original song. And what about uh, homosexually decorating the halls? Balls of Holly. Homosexually deck the ball. <laughs> deck the balls. Oh, that's a whole different kink. I've seen this once, and I think you're old enough I can share this, and it's not considered child abuse. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, a friend of mine showed me a video. Uh, and it's honestly, if I, I, I haven't searched, I, I should probably own this video myself. I could probably find it with a simple Google search. I'm not suggesting that, however, David, uh, but there's, there's a, a guy, um, and he is, well, he's naked, you know, and his, his stuff's out, you know, he's okay. just out there so hanging out so good. and there's a girl in between his legs. Right. Uh, like, so she's, uh, she's down there and she's like face to face. You know, with not face to face, but, you know, head to face. And and then you would think that something else is going to happen, but it's not. It's not what you're thinking. So something it takes a drastic turn because she very quickly and with with much force uppercuts this kid's nuts. Right (laughs) now. Now, this dude is just normal right now. Right. So he's like flaccid Phil. Right. He's just. He's just hanging out like a wang out, you know, just chilling. Nothing special about the night. Just happens to be a little cold, as a matter of fact. And then whoop-ow, he gets the old uh, upper. Uh, what would I would call it an uppercut, but it's not because it's in his balls. What would that be? Uppercock. Uppercock. So he gets the old uppercock. Bam! Right. This girl smacks him and it looks painful. Your immediate reaction is just like every uh, America's funniest video you've ever seen, where you're just like you grab your nuts and you're like, oh, they're winning. <laughs> OK, it's just like that, except his reaction is different. Your reaction is, oh, my God, I want to vomit. And you don't even see his face because remember, it's all this. It's all framed just right there. He. He goes from flaccid Phil to, hey, 
No, no, not straight up boner alert. That doesn't happen until the third or fourth because she <laughs> continues to fucking almost speed bag this guy with just uppercut after uppercut, right, left, right, left, right, left. Bouncing his balls into his fucking brain. And each time she does, he gets harder and harder until eventually he climaxes. Like from getting punched in the nuts. Honestly, possibly one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. <laughs> Unfortunately, possibly one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Defies logic in every sense of the word. I, I, look, I get it. You're you're a crazy masochist. You're into CBT. How the fuck CBT? Do you bust a nut oh, from cock that and ball Busted, dude. He it's I, at one point. <laughs> I guess it's probably sexual for some people. It's, I it's swear. very sexual for a lot of people, yeah. For a lot, for me, it is so anesthetic. It feels like this. Uh, it's more like a case study of like, well, what went wrong there? <laughs> if if that's gonna like, if I and I maybe it is. I don't know. I don't want to know, David. Whatever what your kinks are gonna be, I probably yeah. don't. Yeah, whatever happened, his parents fucked up somewhere for sure. That's why I say, like, I, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so bad. All right, I'm on burning hell for that. Anyways, we were talking about the don't say gay. <laughs> All right. And we got a little off topic. So, what you got to say about the don't say gay? Well, what I got to say is just how easily it can be weaponized about against straight people. Because it oh. never says anything about homosexuality or uh, transgender. It says any discussion of sexuality or gender. So, firstly, if they have gendered bathrooms, that's in violation. Uh, <laughs> so is a teacher referring to a student by a gendered pronoun like she or he or boy or girl. Is and it really written that ambiguous? That, that, it's that really... so ambiguous. And the point so was is that it... Is it not then that they're saying the norm, like yeah, the accepted yeah. norm? Obviously, like, that's no, the way the rule will be enforced, though. You about their marital problems? Yeah. Now they can get sued by the parents. For, for, for being like my wife. He's talking about the fact that he has a wife straight to jail. <laughs> oh, well, what if there and, and so if there was a teacher who were home homosexual? Would yeah, they also okay. then they couldn't talk about their husband or significant other? Yeah. Any, in the fashion of they have a boyfriend and they're a boy. That's but it's a, not talking about the sexuality that they might have. Either. So I have a friend. He's a boy. That's the way those words work. No. Yeah. But like legally, it's. Defined oh, but then when they say boy. Yeah, that becomes the gender. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, you know, oftentimes the things that we form that are formed, uh, you know, they kind of can be used against us. You see it all the time in politics where like one side is like, ah, this benefits us now. And then fast forward in time, that same rule no longer benefits them. And they complain about, you know, the rule that they put in action. That's not right. That thing we did. If I was a parent in Florida right now, I'd. Mm -hmm. I'd be making some bank right now. I'd put a bug on my kid and I'd have them ask one of their teachers why they can't use the same bathroom as their friend. And I'll record the teacher explaining it. And then well, she'll make court. 
honestly, then if you were a, if you were a parent in Florida, then you would move to Texas where you can make ten grand for the same kind of shit. <laughs> no, I, I think the teachers have to pay out of pocket for that shit too. I think I made an NFT today, completely off topic. Ex fucking excuse you. I think I mean I didn't generate it as an NFT yet, but I plan on I think I'm gonna I think it might be my I don't know, we'll see what it is. There there might be some backlash. Yeah, there's bit definitely of, gonna be a lot of backlash to you making an NFT. And the reason really? I just Do you think I just on the NFT reason? There yet, right? It's it's definitely the future of that sort of thing. It's the same thing as like mm-hmm. art in a museum. But right now, not only is it so mass produced that it's just oh, most NFTs are just dumb and ugly looking. Right. But, uh, like the most expensive ones are the dumbest looking ones, frankly. Uh-huh. But but what does that listen? You haven't asked me what my NFT series or one NFT is or is going right. to be what is the NFT. Well, I'm kind of scared to say. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Say it. Well, if I had a, if I had, okay, I guess I'd have to say two. If I had to mention two of my favorite founding fathers, who would they be? Would you know? Uh, have we talked no, about this? Well, Benjamin Franklin, number one, of course, because that motherfucker was getting down. Yeah, he, <laughs> he got bitches. He got all the French bitches. He was at all the orgies, like inviting Cawthorn and everything. Yeah, and they found a bunch of skeletons in his basement, which is like straight to the top. Oh my god, this dude's awesome. Did they really? Yeah, they they looked into uh, Benjamin Franklin's house, and they checked his basement, and it was filled to the brim with human no. skeletons, and no, no. why they were there. No! Yeah, He was a doctor. <laughs> he was studying cadavers. <gasps> Oh my God, the mind twists with the possibilities. I'm not even going to entertain that right now. All right, I have to get to the other point. Um, <laughs> the second would of the my fa- of founding fathers is I don't include, maybe it's wrong of me, but I do not include Abraham Lincoln in the founding fathers. Yeah, He's I, like basically a Johnny come lately. Yeah, like, he was oh, like, hundreds of years later? Years after, right? Right, not really a founding father. I mean, maybe we get to be like founding fathers, but at one point we got to draw the line. And I'm saying it was in the founding part. Twenty years or so, you're a founding father. After that, eh. yeah. Even if you've made changes to the foundation, like you might be like a first a first floor founder. <laughs> like you, you're like no. I took the foundation and we built the first floor. We we got third. And fourth stories on this. And it's going to be a skyscraper when we get done. I'm saying I'm pretty early on, but I'm building on the foundation. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So the other would be George Washington. I don't know about George Washington. He's not the greatest. Dude, uh, dude, he's a fucking hero. He's He used a draft. He tricked foreigners who didn't know the English language into signing <laughs> lifelong contracts with the army. That yeah. made us win the war. By by tricking people into joining the army that didn't want to join and also executing uh, deserters by firing squad, forcing their closest friends to pull the triggers. Heroes got to do what heroes got to do. 
Hannah, there's some things that make you stop being a hero. Okay. Well, here's let me let maybe this is why. Okay. There's maybe an ulterior reason why. And I really do. I really do admire George Washington. I really think it's a different times. And I think sometimes people need to be judged by their time too, which everything though becomes relevant. I ain't saying it's not relevant, but one reason probably above all that I love George Washington is when we were touring the, the camps, the, where this, the independent war, where, where the soldiers that fought in the independent war, when we were in, it was in DC or Baltimore it was, is in the Harbor. Right. And we were out there and we were going to one of the um, places and we were talking to the guy that was running the tour, you know, the little historian guy all dressed up in the time gear, but nobody was there that day. It was Monday after a tattoo show. So it was just you, me, mom. And we were there and the guy was giving us tour anyways, you know, cause we're doing it for donations or whatever. So, you know, we're putting 50, I don't know, hundred bucks into the fucking till and, and we're getting our tour. And he asked us, if anybody knew what the number one killer in the independent, the independence war was. And I imagined it was something like dysentery, right? Cause I was like, trick question. You can send my, you know, my alerts going off. Yeah. And I was like, it's like dysentery. Do you remember the rest? What happened next? I think you've told me what happened next. I do not remember <laughs> it. Well, next you Corrected me as you love to do, and you're like, Dad, you're a fucking. You didn't say that. You were far too young to say that then. You weren't feeling so safe back then, kid. Let me tell you. But uh, no, you. So you said, actually, it was smallpox. I don't even know if you said actually. I think you just said smallpox. And the guy lit up. His face changed. You know, as he was getting ready to tell me, like, eh, you're kind of not far off. But thankfully, I still have a reason to be here. <laughs> and you're wrong. And then he lit up, though, because he realized he might be able to take the day off. And he realized this kid over here knows some shit. <laughs> and it was it was a really proud moment for me and your mom. Me especially, though, I felt because you knew. And he was like, yes, it was smallpox. And he began to finish his sentence and go into his long diatribe about blah, 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 bullshit. And you cut him off again. Like the perfect child that I raised would cut off an elder when you know some shit and you see where he's going and you said, hey, nah." but the thing was, George Washington, he he had smallpox as a kid and the guy was like, well, yes, he did, actually. And that's why. And you guys said it at like the same time. He inoculated all the troops with smallpox and he was amazed. He was like and I was, too. I was felt really proud. And at that moment, George Washington became a, a personal hero of mine. Uh, nah, uh, uh, he was that a ain't the way that should work, huh? I found out the fucked up shit he did. Yeah, he did some fucked up shit. So he's he's actually the subject of my first NFT. Huh. Yeah, I think a founding fathers themed NFT would actually be pretty cool. Really? I'm glad to hear you say that because that's I'm thinking about doing several founding father NFTs. But I'm a little worried about the backlash. I think as long as you don't put them through a generator, it should be fine. Like a what? An NFT generator? Of course, that's my plan. Yeah. Like if you make them all original pieces of artwork, it should be pretty cool. Mm, I kind of just copied and pasted and worked off some shit that already existed, cheated that shit right into existence. Is that wrong? Uh, yeah. 
but the thing that existed as its original source material is ubiquitous to all and actually is part of the point of the whole meaning of the NFT series. So I don't know how to get away from that. Oh, I could try to recreate it, but if I recreated it, it I'm only going to want to recreate it exactly as it is. All right. Well, what's the, uh, what's the point behind it? Well, <laughs> it, it, I told you George Washington is a hero. I, I feel like I need to stress that because I do have listening audience. And this weekend, even I come out of D.C. where I tattooed several patriots, people who love this country. I had the fortune to tattoo them, and I feel a large amount of camaraderie with them. And I myself feel like a patriot, but with a different job as an artist. I feel like my job is to kind of force conversations and to, to bring people together in uncomfortable conversations and realizations so that they can step outside of their, their norms and have understanding so that then we can be united through tolerance. However, my NFT, and I'm just going to say it, is, is George Washington in blackface, but not just George Washington. It's the dollar bill that I grew up with, the dollar bill that we all aspire to earn, to have, that we all trade. And my thought here on it, and I'm sorry to keep going, but I have to because this is where I feel really like exposed because I understand that this can be anger people. But my thought is that we put a slave owner on the $1 bill. Yeah, that that's pretty weird. You know? I don't know if it's that weird because he's also a hero. We put a hero that is a slave owner that was a slave owner. The, the largest act of racism that you can do, we are confronted with on a daily basis as we purchase our resources to live. Now, that's me. Uh, I'm a honky. It's never bothered me a day in my life until I have to think of it as not being me. And I have to think about it under the Constitution. Where all men are created equal, regardless of race, religion, creed, color. But it's not, <laughs> you know, that's not an actualized part when you recognize that the people that say these things didn't hold them to be true necessarily. And moreover, I hope that by taking the dollar bill, that's what I took. I just took the image from the dollar bill and then I put a black face over it and highlighted it in areas so that it looked like it was right. And uh, I'm guaranteeing I'm going to make somebody angry. But while we strive to not teach things like critical race theory, I, 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 Pause on the theory part, because when I think of a place to learn theories, think I think that, I think of a school. <laughs> and when I think of the understanding of, of things being taught as theory and not fact, then I feel like we're, we're, we're maybe missing, you know what I mean? Like maybe the argument is just trying to have political will, you know, against it to, to form anger. As people are like not understanding, maybe that this is a critical race theory and it doesn't stand as critical race fact. But the critical part of this is that in the morning when George Washington woke up, he had slaves to help him get dressed. He had slaves to help him get food and clean his wooden teeth. They weren't actually wooden. They were. He had 
he had well okay god that's worse but he had that's so much worse but he had wooden teeth too he had like one set at least of wooden teeth that's what's understood i don't know maybe it's not i do mean to say that that that's like um when i have to imagine and for for so much of my life i'm pretty ignorant of this stuff you know because i'm born poor as shit but i'm white so i don't feel privileged you know, I mean, I don't feel when someone says you got white privilege, you're like, ah, <laughs> you know, but there is still something there. So so in in my strive to understand maybe my white privilege, I look at the dollar bill and I realize that one privilege that I have as a honky is to not feel as though I am less than other people simply because of my race. Because my dollar bill can reflect proudly upon me as opposed to my dollar bill reflecting on how me as a race, I was owned. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I think that sometimes, I mean, it's, it's angry at some point, but is that not what? inspires change and understanding and conversation. Yeah. So I haven't minted this NFT. I don't know if I want to do it. It was really easy to put together. It's been an idea that I've had as a painting series for a long time. But when I think about it, Benjamin Franklin, he didn't have a lot of slaves, but he also had slaves. Hamilton had slaves. Jackson had slaves. Just about every coin. The second he had like he was number two for the most amount of slaves in America for his time. Okay. Behind Francis Scott key, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. The, the writer of the national anthem. See, this is, this is a, a part of conversation that I hope kind of gets out, I guess, because as many of me and my friends and I even struggle to understand the ideas of white privilege, but I, I, I want to understand it because I think inside of understanding it, then is the freedom from it denying that there is a white privilege or that there's something there or a topic or a reality of that big or small is certainly not going to free you from it. If it exists, it's actually just going to make you more controlled by it and possibly in a negative effect that way. So I would hope, and I still haven't done this. I feel like even as I'm saying it now, I'm like, what if we won't just edit all of this but what i like about talking with with you especially is is uh i'm i've always been very open with you i don't believe i've ever lied to you i've strived not to lie to you remember even santa claus uh yeah i don't think i believed in santa for very long uh no but i never i never betrayed your mother's desire not to tell you about it however i also never lied to you about santa claus you just it, never talked about Santa Claus, really. Yeah. And it was it was just kind of one of those things where I kind of recognized that we were talking about the spirit of Santa Claus and, and inside. This is a I, I'm kind of a shitty liar, so I have to be I just have to find ways to tell the truth. Right. So I when we would talk about Santa Claus, you and I, I would talk about the spirit of Santa Claus and you never noticed. 
So if you were to say, and this never happened, but if you were to say, oh, look at the gifts of Santa Claus bring me, ain't that cool what Santa Claus does? I'd be like, the spirit of Santa Claus is so awesome. <laughs> you follow me? Yeah. But in there, I, I really take a lot of pride in not lying to you. That's why I feel, I don't know. I feel like these kind of conversations might be fun. They might not be, they might be entertaining because they are so honest and they're between two people that have a love for each other, uh, despite them having such a great way uh, wit to cut each other down. Yeah. We love each other when we don't hate each other, you know? Yeah. It's probably more you than me, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I accept it. I mean, it would be really weird if your kid was just running around all the time being like, oh, well, my parents are so awesome. No, it makes sense that you would always have, uh, you know, kind of like a competition with with me. Anything opposite would be weird. You know, that's what I'm saying. Be careful there. You're starting to sound like a little Sigmund Freudy there. It took a long way around. Can we just move on? Jeez. <laughs> Make me explain myself for days. I don't even know. Weren't we talking about like not saying gay? Actually, yeah, don't say gay, Florida. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the topic. What you know? Do you realize that we started with? I, maybe it's just to proof the title of the show. But we started with this. We have not talked about that bill really at yeah, all. I, I mentioned that it can be weaponized against straight people, mm-hmm. and then and that, then, then we stop talking about it altogether. It's just going to make people mad. Another thing, uh, uh, well, then I guess we should talk about the trans people in the bathrooms thing. I uh-huh. Yeah, problem. fuck that. All right. Like, I, okay. I, I, you don't see it as a problem? Uh, I, think, I think I dealt with it a bit this weekend. I didn't have a problem with it. Somebody came in the bathroom and I was like, I don't see the problem with that. And, and, and also, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want my daughter to use the same bathroom as some big bearded burly dude who says, are you not aware that there are trans women who uh, are trans men who uh, have gotten all the corrective surgery? Fuck. I'm fucking this up. There are, they don't have penises. They got, they got a dick. You have to use the bathroom as your birth sex. And you have gotten you have a fully functional dick you probably have a beard unless you shave it yeah you gotta wear rubber underwear that's what i say yeah so like you don't get to pee anywhere you when you get when you get the operation you also forego your right to urinate anywhere in public go home weirdo hold it so like the only option is for uh people to just not be allowed to use bathrooms if you want all the conservatives that's, to be happy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, hey, you know I used to have kind of like I have this imagination that turned into a funny uh, observation. I don't know. I, I like to like so. It, what are we so scared of? So uh, at the school, I heard people say, "Well, you don't want your kid peeing next to." a transgender but you're like but that's at the school like so the transgender that we're talking about at the school right like that that person is that age right it's not 
it's not an adult. Like if I'm at school and say I'm in eighth grade, I'm not at school with fucking college kids. You, you follow me? So like if there is a transgender who feels more comfortable peeing in, in the gender that they weren't assigned at birth, but the gender that they've taken on or whatever. Right. Okay. So I'm just imagining that in the case of the girl, I feel like, okay, let the little boy go and do his business in there with the girls. It's pretty private. It's more private. Right. And in the case that he's dressing in a dress, but because his birth is assigned male, I feel it's way weirder for you as my son to be in there taking a piss and then walks Sally and hikes up her, her dress and pulls a cock and balls out and starts pissing next to you. I feel like, nah, let her pee in the other bathroom. That's weird. Like, Cause that's the other option, isn't it? Like what other we have to, we, we don't say you don't get to exist. Is that what we're really saying is listen, you don't get to pee. You don't have the right to excrete waste products because of your choices about your sexuality. The day you decided that you weren't a boy was the day you lost the right to urinate. Yeah, I mean, like, I completely agree with they shouldn't be able to drive, but I think they should be able to pee wherever they want. <laughs> Driving's a privilege, not a right. We get to take that one away. And the, the, the roads are just congested as they are. We need to start drawing the line somewhere. You know what I mean? And, I, like, let's they're, they're already marginalized. That's the good part about them. They don't have a lot of representation inside of Congress. It's going to be an easy pass. But here's what we do. It's kind of a trade-off. We're like, listen, you get to pee where you want. You're lucky bastard. But you can't drive. That's just because we're dicks. But, you know, moving on, eventually you'll get representation inside of the law. That might be changed. Until then, be happy you get to pee. Yeah. I, I don't think that men should be allowed to drive. Why is that? Well, I'm like, a man. If, if in school a woman... Mm-hmm. Uh, or a girl has like a shirt with her shoulder exposed, that's going to distract all the boys. Imagine what's going to happen if there's a billboard billboard with a hot model. It happens to me all the time. That's why your mom drives. Here's the funny thing about this, David, but maybe we're, maybe this is the problem. Listen, you identify as, as gay, as, as bi at least, right? So some might guess that that's, that actually points to a failing uh, on my part as a father. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying it's a possibility, right? Reality's perception. I'm not living in their reality. I'm not living in their perception. So, but whatever. So I'm not living the perception. Maybe I'm living in the reality. Certainly when they tell a story. So maybe I fucked up. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. However, <laughs> moving forward, if, 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 I, if I did fuck up, here's the thing. I grew up without seeing my father drive. He was an epileptic and wasn't allowed to ever get a license. My mother, I was drove. She was not the best. She's still not a good driver. My mom got in a lot of accidents. Um, you grew up and I've never cared to drive. I've just never been a driver. I don't like driving. I'm way better at it than your mom. Let's be honest. Your mom kind of, I hope she isn't listening, but your mom kind of sucks at driving. She, she just about killed some people in D.C. yesterday. Like uh, she, some dude threw an apple at the car. It was a whole thing. She got mad because I got out of the car. She doesn't understand. There's a certain amount of posturing that you have to do to keep yourself safe. Maybe I'm wrong. 
It's just a guy thing, maybe. But that's the amount of posturing I was doing. I wasn't going to chase this guy down. He did, however, throw an apple at the car. Um, Your mom did just about run some pedestrians over. It was a she made it to the stop. Maybe I shouldn't sound like she's such a bad driver, but I kind of need to because that's the whole point I'm proving is that your mom's not always the best driver. I'm a far better driver than your mother, but I hate it. I would rather risk my life. And yours is that shitty. That's what a shitty father I am. I would rather risk my life and yours letting your mother drive than take on the responsibility of having to be a driver myself. And then that's where I say we fast forward here. Two generations of males in the family not driving and you're bisexual. Yeah, that's what happens. When you got a man not being a man driving his big ass truck to your son. It could, it, could, it could be. Maybe. Is there some I don't have a shotgun, dude? What if what if that's the thing? What if I bought a shotgun and I got a long bed truck? Because we all know I got a short bed truck right now, but we all know that's that's the homosexual truck. Yeah. So. The moment so what if I got a long bed dually and I got a shotgun? You think it would straighten you out? Yeah, the moment a shotgun un- enters the household, I- I'll stop being gay immediately. That's just how it works. Just the shotgun? I think it, it takes the truck, too. It's like a combo thing. Yeah, I-, I think, like, uh, if you don't want to get the truck, then you can get a shotgun and an LMG. That, that usually balances <laughs> it out. Well, I've got several LMGs. You know me, man. I got them diamond skins. Uh, yeah, and Call of Duty. Th- hey, that shit counts. Call of Duty on his phone. Everybody I play it on my tablet. It's cheating. <laughs> it, it's called OP. Yeah, LMGs are fucking stupid overpowered in COD Mobile, and I am not here for it. Um, they're really not because they're so because the ADS is so low, you know. And if that's just words and numbers to you, then you don't know the reason I really originally put this whole podcast thing together. And let me enlighten you. I was only going to be doing podcasts about Call of Duty Mobile. Really? That's why I got this. Like, I was going to do one thing. They're like, talk about Ink Masters for the first one. And then once you have the thing, you can just attract people to Almighty. In my clan is Almighty Tattoo. Look it up. Call of Duty Mobile. You're welcome. I don't know what else to say, really. That's the commercial. Here, we're cutting two commercials this time. COD Mobile, yo. uh, The best game ever. Also known as the best game ever. I'm not saying the best mobile game ever. Okay? I'm saying the best game ever. It's the milk and frozen ketchup of... (laughs) It's the milk... COD Mobile. It's the Milton's frozen ketchup of video games. (laughs) It kind of turns my stomach to think about frozen ketchup. And honestly, I bet like in the right amount, it's probably delicious. Like imagine just popping a cube, like a full on ice cube of <laughs> ketchup in your mouth. Anyways, back to the gay bill. Bruh, you keep getting me off track with your Milton's frozen ketchup. Well, it's so delicious that it's worth it. You've got a point. Milton's frozen ketchup is the, the Cadillac of frozen ketchup. It's the Lamborghini of frozen treats. Yeah, it's the uh, Pangea of frozen ketchup. The Tesla Cybertruck of frozen ketchup. <laughs> it's the 
it's the it's the really best of the good. <laughs> All right, you win. <sighs> you exhaust me, kid. I don't know how much longer we can do this. How long we've been doing it? How long we've been doing this? We don't have a timer on this. I want to time this just so I can be like, you're just wasting much. Oh, anyway, see, like this is the moment that people tune off, right? We've driven this Milton's frozen ketchup joke into the ground like a no. The gays into the gays. We've given driven the gays into the ground, and now the world's a better place because they're back in the ground. They're back in the closet. They're hidden where they should be. They're not holding hands in the streets, making me wonder how what the hell's going on there. Is that a buddy system? I don't understand. Wait a second. They have sex. <laughs> I thought they were just making sure each other was safe through the subway system. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, like I, I'm watching gay porn. Oh, they're doing the buddy system. Nope, they're spotting <laughs> each other while wanking. Stop it! Stop it! I don't want. <laughs> Stop it! There's some conversation. I've thought about this in ways in a lot actually. Now I have to. My son's gay. Here's the thing about your son being gay. Okay, so like most guys. You get a daughter. Okay. So let's, there's a similarity. I guess that's what I'm saying. So there's a similarity. What are you scared? Like you have a son, you know, there's a, a sigh of relief immediately. Like, Oh, good. Right on. <sighs> because if you have a daughter, you're like, ah, fuck. Someone's going to fuck her. <laughs> and when you have a son, you're like, Oh, good. He's going to fuck somebody. <laughs> and then you have a gay son. And <laughs> your back is square one. <laughs> Does that make sense? I've had to think that through thanks to my um, position as, uh, as I have. Uh, I've never been uh, and I wouldn't ever want it to come off that I was not accepting of any friend or person in my life for the most part. Uh, but <laughs> now I've had to think this one through and I think that's where it lies on. So probably the number one amount of uh, like, like homophobia that a lot of kids coming out have to deal with is probably that. Yeah. That that reminds me of a story you told me where uh, you were an ally. No, in see, you're going to put this, you're going to put this at my feet again. See, no. it's like my fault that you're gay. It's the whole, don't uh, no, no, go on, go on, go on. All right. I was an ally in school. What does that yeah, mean? You were, uh, you were positive about gay people. You were like, hey, let them love their That life. was HIV like, positive. And then a guy walks up to you, and they're like, Kyle, you're always talking about how gay people are so cool. Are you gay? You stood up, and you fucking made out with him. And he said, now we're gay. <laughs> uh, you, you're really telling the story wrong. Uh, but you're not also <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, kind of. All right, so... I should, I'm going to have to tell the story now, though. Uh, I don't know that I was an ally so much, but I had friends that were questionable, right? Like people under homo suspicion. If there was anybody in the school under homo suspicion, I was probably friends with them. Okay. Yeah, it was sort of suspicious. Yeah. I, I, well, I wasn't too straight. I don't know. I mean, I, nobody would date me, dude. I was fucking not cool. <laughs> I was. So not cool. I went out of my way to be not cool, I guess. So here's the thing. You're poor inside of a Richie school. And it wasn't even Richie. That's the problem. I was just really poor. So like you're poor inside of a middle class school and status is a thing. 
But if you can't afford that status, you will be ridiculed for it. So you need to find other outlets of some sort to kind of hide in, to be, to fit in, to feel right. And that's where fucking men comes in. No, David. (laughs) That's where punk rock comes in because I can buy my clothes from the dead. Ah. Yeah. you know, you can go to the St. Vincent de Paul and the Goodwill that, and you can like raid through some some dead guy's clothing until you find a fashion that might be old or obscure enough that you can make it your own and then use it. So I kind of that was that was what I kind of did. so I was wearing combat boots and uh, I, I used to wear a mechanics outfit like the the coveralls that go on mechanics, but I was just free ball in it and I wore it with a rope. I mean, stupid, stupid shit. Um, but it it seemed better somehow to me to have attention drawn to me like that, as opposed to having attention drawn to me from the things that they had already made fun of before, I guess. Like, like when somebody was that it's like a homeless person fashion show, like runway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I could wear it chic at least, you know, <laughs> like, like the person makes the clothes. That's what we know. The clothes don't make the person. It's the other way around. Um, but so I was weird. That's what I really meant to say. And I had a lot of weird friends, a lot of artist friends. Uh, so they were they were musicians, and um, an artist, they're probably gay. I had a couple of friends that were like one of my best friends came out to me at one point later on in life. He actually told me he wasn't gay when I was like talking. I just talked to him normally, like you would to a gay person. So I was talking to him about you know, kind of like. I, don't know, I probably was razzing him about some guy or something that I was like, you probably think he's hot or something. I don't know. What I, and, uh, and he was like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not gay. That was just a thing. You know, I'm like, what? Like, that's actually weirder, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, it, I don't kind of weirder to flip and flop back and forth between being gay. Well, is it you a little bisexual, uh, kid? How weird is that? Explain. Uh, it's less <laughs> actually don't explain. I don't I, even want it in my imagination. I'm always attracted to both uh, sexes, uh, whereas this guy, he just sort of flips and flops between them. Right. Okay. I never have a gay mood or a straight mood. I I have the bi mood, and that's it. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, what is it if I'm watching porn and it's not lesbian porn? Wait, if I'm watching lesbian porn, am I a lesbian ally? Yeah, you got you got a couple gigabytes of alliance on your uh, computer. <laughs> okay, um, and uh, if I'm watching lesbian porn, am I a lesbian? Uh, no, no, I think okay. that's what that means necessarily. Okay, if I'm watching straight porn, do I have to watch around the penis? No, I think it's more the hetero penetration than the existence of both a penis and a vagina. that's what makes it okay now what about like say there's like um a money shot and like it's the guy it's like it it's the guy finishing it's kind of like a part of the shot and all really the rest is like a girl's face like really that's right well how do i watch that do i need to look away no it, it's like the the presence of the woman is what makes it not gay 
Then also I have heard that it can be not gay if in the confines of a heterosexual relationship, you make a bet with your significant other, i.e., you know, I bet the, the A or B happens. One bets, okay, this, and they bet a sexual tr uh, a, a tryst of sorts. So like the girl's like, well, the guy's like, well, yeah, I'd like to have sex with you and your friend. And then the girl says, I would like to watch you have sex with your friend. That's still heterosexual because it's inside the confines of the heterosexual relationship. I've heard. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, having, it, it's not gay to fuck the home. <laughs> you were supposed to disagree. Okay. Maybe. Okay. You're right. Right on. There's a lot of what I'm learning then is actually, there's a lot of levels to it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you got to say no homo when you go to jail or something. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, see, you don't make eye contact and you say, I owe you money. <laughs> then you're clear. That reminds me of a, of a Florida man headline. I bring it up frequently, but I feel like bringing it up here. It's a Florida man murders friend after not saying no homo after multiple hour blowjob session. Are you serious? I read the I, I saw the headline. I didn't read the article. <laughs> Obviously, it's true if we saw the headline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Dude, say say no homo. I'm not saying no homo, man. It was really gay. No, dude, you you fucking say no homo. I'm gonna fucking shoot you in the face, dude. If you're that stupid about it, I don't care. I'm not I'm not saying it, man. I'm not saying no homo. There, you said it. You're lucky. I don't have to shoot you in the face. Um, that's a weird situation for sure. Back to my story before you got me so completely off topic. I was an ally before allies was cool. Okay. That's what I'm saying. And one day inside of one of my uh, three English classes I had senior year, I failed freshman, sophomore and junior I must have, I passed one of those ones. I passed one of the English classes and I failed all the rest. Senior year, I had to take three English classes because the thing about English classes, somehow they always made it first hour. And the thing about first hour is I'm not there. Like if, if it's, here's the thing about first hour in school, I'm not there. Like I tried to explain it to these people. I'm at the administration's office and they're like, Kyle, we're going to have to expel you from school if you continue to miss classes. I'm like, it's just, here's the thing. It's first hour. And they just didn't understand. I'm like, no, but it's the first one, dude. If it was the 10th hour, I would probably be there. Why don't you just make everything start on the second hour and we'll keep everybody over until uh, the ninth hour. And it will all like it'll all work out and I can be there. But I, they didn't. And so I failed all these English classes and in my freshman English class senior year. So that means I'm a senior in a classroom full of freshmen. Uh -huh. That's that's the setting. <laughs> um, I was also a wrestler. So and I was decent at it. And, and I, I had. I mean, I have a fire about me. Does that make sense? Despite not being popular, not being pretty, I was definitely not dateable. 
Does that mean I was not dateable? I didn't have a car. I wasn't the captain of the wrestling team. I wasn't the captain of the football. Team. I didn't even play football. I played wrestling, which is kind of one of the gayer sports too. When you think yeah, about it, it's one of the most gay. You're making skin to skin contact with skin to skin. Yeah, it was the first time I've ever had anything penetrate my butthole was in wrestling. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's how I learned. I'm not into it. Like, <laughs> it's not my thing. Nope. Mm -mm. Uh, <laughs> so there's a move called the starfish. And if anybody isn't familiar with the starfish, it is also the name uh, that people give to the butthole. Or as some people call it the leather Cheerio or, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh the sun don't the place where the sun don't so if you can't cherry pick an ankle you grab the starfish that's just what the rule was and i actually was getting a single leg and it was turning into a double leg i was chasing jay armstrong down i was and he was a heavyweight he was it was a very pivotal moment in this practice match for me i was learning and i was about to really accomplish something something that wasn't he was probably sleeping he probably made a mistake he probably didn't think I was going to be able to get the drive, <laughs> but I did. I started, I was sucking that leg up. It was, I, you know, I was getting the hips and all this sounds really gay. I realized, but if you're a wrestler, you also know what that means. I was taking control and this was a bigger person and I was going to, but he couldn't cherry pick the ankle, which he couldn't grab my ankle. If you can grab the ankle, like over the, somebody's back, you'll hobble them. They can't drive forward anymore, and you completely turn the tide of the move. This However, he couldn't. So gay. I know. I know. It gets worse. <laughs> he couldn't cherry pick the ankle, and so he went for the starfish, which is the last handle <laughs> up the back, and is literally your butthole. And he put his finger inside of me as a human and i didn't like it immediately i said no not cool maybe that's why i'm not gay maybe i'd watch more of the porn of the penis area see i watch around the penis when i'm watching that's how i do it so that I'm, no i'm kidding but it, you follow me that um so that happened <laughs> all right moving on i was a wrestler so also there was that there was this there's energy there is some fire about me you know i stand out of a crowd and i didn't not want to stand out of crowd and i've always looked at things perhaps differently than others and that's my duty as an artist i feel and my obligation even if it if even if it causes me to have to sacrifice i know it is a sacrifice the persecution of the ostracization that comes from it is well worth it so from that <clears throat> the kid in the class, he said, hey, Kyle, come over here. I want to ask you a question. And it wasn't him. Actually, it was two girls that were asking on his behalf. And uh, actually one or possibly both of them, as it turns out, liked me, which I don't know. That seems like an addendum or like something that is weird part of all this. But uh, the teacher left the room. And everybody can hear them telling me to come over. So I know everybody's going to listen to whatever they're going to ask anyways. It's not like this just became a private moment. And I was not impressed. And I was like, no, I don't want to come over there. Why don't you just ask me whatever it is you want to ask? And they said, well, it's no, we don't want it. It's actually he wants to know. And I was like, well, what does he want to know? And, and he was starting to get a little bit embarrassed. 
And he probably didn't really want to know. Right. He was probably just saying some shit because they were probably honestly, they were probably like, I don't know. He wears that fucking mechanics outfit with the rope around. But I swear to God, I can see his balls. Everyone's while. I kind of like it. there was something going. I mean, I don't know. They were um, or they end up on his behalf. So he probably said to them, I guess is what I'm saying. He probably is like, whatever fucking he's gay. You know, they're probably being like, oh, I like him. Maybe he's kind of cute. I like the way he ties that rope, whatever. And he was like, oh, he's gay. And so they're like, he wants to know. He didn't want to know. But I was like, he wants to know if you're gay. And so now everybody in the class hears it. And I don't know. I get gay during fights. <laughs> That's something about me, I guess. I don't, don't fight with me. It might end up gay. I kissed a dude once when we were at that standoff moment, you know, and he was like trying to lean in quicker, like, I'll get closer to you. And to me, it was laughable. And so I kissed him. I probably got herpes from that shit. I don't know. Maybe I gave him herpes. Um, but but it's I get a little gay in, in certain situations, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, and in this case, when they asked me that on his behalf, I stood up and walked over to him. And I had serious eyes. And I think people thought I was going to fight him. And he became petrified in his chair. Remember, I am a wrestler. I was a heavyweight wrestler. I was a little bigger than him. And uh, I also am weird. <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking mechanics uniform tied up with a fucking rope. And he, he cowered a little. And I just grabbed him by the side of his ears and I <laughs> gave him a nice little kiss. And then I looked at him and I said, now you're gay. <laughs> And I don't know why I still laugh about it, because when I think about it, I was graduating that year. Well, actually, I dropped out that year, but um, <laughs> I was going to graduate that year. That was my last year having to deal with anybody thinking I was gay, but he was a freshman. And I know that he had to go forward for the next three years with the stigma of being kissed by the gay senior at the school. <laughs> So I felt like I effectively made him gay that day. Man, yeah. You ever just ruin an entire freshman's entire high school experience by giving him a little <laughs> smooch? Yeah. It wasn't the first time. We used to do that stuff all the time. I, we played both sides of it. Maybe it was wrong to do, but uh, you would stand have somebody stand in line you would take longer at the drinking fountain than you should until there might be a line if you could get a line of people drinking fountain and you could have anybody behind you it was a lower classman then you'd be like don't touch my butt <laughs> and you could bow up on him and walk away like like he did that and i don't know that was always hilarious to me too so all right moving on that was a long story that was way off topic yeah I apologize. That's the nature of our show, huh? I'll never do that again to you. I you, promise. You fucking better do that again sometime. <laughs> it is in my name. Time for our podcast. Oh, well, I did cross my fingers when I said that. So I think that makes it okay to lie. I forget how that works. Whatever. I'm a liar. What else we got? We got the don't say gay. So is it bothering you? I don't. I mean, listen, I, to me. Everything has to happen with pushes, you know, of extremes, hard this way, hard that way. And eventually it starts to even out. I, I think we're allowing ourselves 
to imagine it's more extreme than it is. And unfortunately, that is allowing some legislation to be drafted. Like, like when we think about this swimmer, like in the, there's legislation that's drafted to take the award away from the swimmer, the transgender swimmer. You're aware of that one too, right? Uh, I think, is that the one that set the record or something? If she set a record, then there is more argument against her being able to compete. I don't know what the story is. I do find it interesting and even dramatic, I guess. And it seems, I mean, if I think about it as being an empathetic person, then I feel bad for the person who has so many forces against them that, that they, that this one person would have legislative people conspiring against their happiness, their pursuit of happiness inside of uh, America. But at the same time, I guess you could argue that by her being able to take part in this pursuit of happiness, she is taking pursuit of happiness away from other qualified participants, blah, 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 blah. It just seems like a big law for one or two people. Well, the way I see it is that uh, trans women have been allowed to compete in the women's uh, section of most sports for about 20 years now. Uh, And so far, most records set have been made by cis women. So I don't really see estrogen replacement uh, pills as a steroid, you know, Uh, and I guess apparently a lot of conservatives do for some reason. Well, at any point, there's going to be a lot of people, two things that, They don't want to know more about it. They don't need to. They shouldn't have to know more about it. But they still have the right to oppose. Anything that they could imagine would would hold their pursuit of happiness back. And that's, I think, the way they see it. Don't you? I mean, they see it like, I'm not transgender. Laws shouldn't affect me. This person is gaming the system. And so... I would, if I were in this situation as a swimmer, I would be being gamed. I would be mad. I would have the right to be mad. So take her medal away, which is what they did. They took her medal away or her, her award or something. Damn. I mean, see, I don't, I mean, and I, I, I'm, that one's a harder one to really defend and not. Cause like, Hey, honestly, if, if, if I benefited from years of testosterone, Right throughout my growth, and then I made a change to another gender, but I had this head start. Then that's a similar thing to the ideas of white privilege that I was talking about earlier. You know, that I do you follow me? That, like, just from my spot at the start of the game, I'm better off than maybe others. So, like, that transgender person is possibly better off because the musculature that they developed prior to taking all the estrogen. Well, yeah, but a lot of that musculatureness also goes away when they start taking the estrogen. Right. But at the point that they start to set records, you wonder, does it? And at, at what point? The problem is that at any point, these people are excelling to be exceptional. And at any point that the transgender person achieves exceptionality, there will always forever. I cannot imagine a way that there isn't going to be questions evolved around the legitimacy of that or the, uh, the justice of it. 
you know, even have to in tattoo conventions now, you know, in the smaller scale, just somebody tattoos against tattoos. Everybody likes to say this to me all the time. It's all political. You know what? I already know. Candy's going to edit all of this. Let's just move on. Well, eh. <laughs> yeah, I can hear her out there laughing. So I already know. Mom was like, uh, mark this down. This is going to be gone. <laughs> so like, I, I think that we should really, uh, with how often cis women beat trans women in sports, I think that cis women should be banned from uh, sports because, you know, it's just it's not fair. <laughs> uh, well, that doesn't. No. How does that work? Obvious. What now? And and what what is the argument against having uh, just a transgender league or something like that, where everybody'd be able to compete? Uh, I think the argument against that is that you're separating the trans women and the cis women uh, mm-hmm. thing. You know. You're- yeah. Well, there's a, there is a separation. One is trans. One is cis. It's yeah. Very well, easy like, separation. At the point of being uh, the real problem just there's not enough competition for him is what i see and it's like if i wanted to go and play at this maybe it's not like this but there is an imagination of this what if i wanted to go compete at the special olympics you'd cut off your arm i guess you know no what if i was just like well, yeah, I guess I would have to do something to qualify, huh? Yeah. What if I just acted silly like they did in that in that movie, The Ringer, with Johnny Knoxville? So I like turtles. What if I just went there and yeah. kept saying, I like turtles, and I ran into the 50-yard dash, I beat everybody. Yeah, you, you, do the, uh, you do the silly walk from Monty Python, and then you win the 100-yard dash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that the – that's the perception or the fear – of transgenders in in sports yeah that that's that's what i think conservatives are the most scared of a cis man is going to pretend to be a trans woman so that they can uh win yeah Uh, you know what solves this oh go on sorry that that at, at to date i don't think that there's ever been a single reported instance of that happening all right and well no the well, the isn't the um the swimmer? Yeah, isn't that a case of it? They're actually trans. The fear is that a cis man will pretend to be a woman. Oh well, no. I think the is this the 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 fear is we will the real fear. If I'm if my opinion of it is that we will normalize something that we don't want to think about and we don't want to allow our children to think about because if they made a choice that is not in line with the accepted norms, it might reflect badly on me in my spot inside of society. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. All right. Now that we say that we can move on from it. Now, if now we just need people to accept that as the truth and then they can maybe see beyond their, their, their folly, or maybe they'll see that that's an accepted and okay reaction. And maybe it is like a lot of the pushback against is like, you better accept this feminine penis. It's like, whoa, not if it's going there. You know, like you can't push too hard. The You'll feminine get resistance. urge to take a man from behind. <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, I owe it to my cis brethren to defend them. 
as best I can. Sometimes it ain't easy. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, I, I, I can understand that whole swimmer thing. I kind of get, I think it's crazy to make laws. I don't know. Crazy. It's a crazy situation that there would be laws made to affect so few people. You know, wasn't there a, a Mississippi, uh, what was it, Senator or something, uh, some high ranking Mississippi uh, political official mm-hmm. who said that trans allies should be executed by firing squad? Huh. This is it's an actual thing, it made headlines, right? On. Well, and I'd expect nothing less. From this <laughs> Uh, I don't have nothing. I got nothing. I mean, it's I. Uh, I, I like Christ. <laughs> is that work? Can I just say that? I I, I think Jesus is a good guy. Can I say that? I like I like the Jesus. No, I like I like Jesus Christ. I like Jesus Christ. That's what I can say. And I feel like it exists. God's got love for it, us, right? Even if, if, no matter what religion, like the creator, even if you make mistakes, if your God doesn't allow people to make mistakes, then fuck your God. Yeah. And Uh, even, you know what? If your God doesn't allow people to make big mistakes that affect them, then fuck your God. My God is cool. He's super dope. And he's got all kinds of bitches and cocaine waiting for me. It's I can't wait to die some days. Abusers and pedophiles and really anybody who does anything horrible and uh, unforgivable can go to heaven if in their last moments they repent. No, not my God. I mean, everybody believes their own shit anyways. People tell you they believe the Bible and then you get to studying it with them. (laughs) You know, like I know a lot of the Bible. I grew up on it. I've processed a lot. I've had to go to different doctrinations of different, different forms of Bible interpretation. You know, there's like some churches see it this way. Some see it that way. Southern Baptist, you could smoke cigarettes. You know, that was, that was something to me. Uh, Mormons, um, the wicked must be slain to prepare for the Lord's righteous way. Uh, and Christians, you know, it, it's, it's okay to kill your kid if, if God told you to. And uh, with Catholics, it's, uh, hey, you're, it's okay to be a pedophile as long as you're not gay. Just keep it in the choice as long as you're not gay. Yeah, um, there's a weird documentary about something like that. However, what I mean to say is my God is super cool. My God, super dope. And he, he you see, the Bible of every uh, Bible was written by people. And therein kind of gets to be the problem, right? Like my God doesn't write shit. You know, he doesn't, he's not, he's like, dude, I ain't got that kind of time. You would think it, you know, cause I'm God, you would think it, but I don't write shit. Hey, you know, them 10 commandments. I, I, I carved that shit for fucking Moses lion bastard. He was up there for 40 days. You don't think he was doing a little carving. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It wasn't me. <laughs> I don't use lightning like that. Um, that's my God. My God's cool. And he's like, he gets it. He's like, and, and he's like, hey, and when you get it, you get it. And you kind of got to rise above it to get it and just rise above it. And that's where it's at. That's what I mean. This person mistakes as I might judge them to have made 
those judgments are actually my sin. And I still have an obligation to treat them as I would be treated, as I would expect God would want my God would want me to be treated. And thereby, my God wants me to treat that person. And what that means is I need to let them pee where they want to pee, be who they want to be. But competing against my daughter, you might have to make two trophies, motherfucker. I'm just saying, hey, them trophies look good. And it's my daughter's self-esteem. Like, let's. I don't know. Uh, like, Did you know that in the 20th century, the Catholic Church actually altered uh, most mentions of pedophilia in the Bible to say homosexuality? Yeah, I was aware of that. did you not expect me to be aware of that i'm aware of um the the uh a lot of interpretations of the bible are of course you know the bible is written in what two languages right like latin and hebrew or greek something Uh, like that maybe three i don't know so um and and that's why there's some people that interpret 666 to actually be 616 uh both of those things though happened to be the initials, the numeric initials for King Herod's initials, whatever stupid stuff. I'm waving it away like a stinky fart. Don't matter. Uh, I have no idea where I was going with it. Oh, the Bible being written in different languages. So of course the Bible has also been translated into every language that has been translated into in that translation some truth is going to be lost in the first bit. In the second bit, the original Bible was even in many cases, the, the stories or the books of them were written 300 years after the events had taken place or up to you follow me. So like, there's a lot of change when word of mouth happens, the stories get altered and changed. If I stick with the number one teaching i feel is the number one teaching of christianity it's that love is the greatest gift that god gave us so it should also be the most ubiquitous does that make sense yeah it should be if it's the greatest gift then we should use it the most and if i see something that is a law or is a a demeanor or anything that is not exhibiting love then i feel a better ability to judge that negatively and unfortunately, despite my, I mean, for, for, despite that revelation, my sinning self as I am, I oftentimes, you know, fail at that. I'm not the best at it. I'm not the best at being good, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, it, if <laughs> yeah, I was just going to make a really, really fucked up joke, but I've decided against it for the first time in my life. So, Ah, look at you with your discretion and temperance. Ah, good on you. Good on you, kid. Look at me with my parenting and fatherdoms. You're welcome. Look at that. I've done that for you, world. Ah, everybody revel in the greatness that is I. <laughs> somebody, somebody quickly get me a world's greatest dad trophy. I'll be right back. I'm going to the dollar store. Um. <laughs> We should probably end this, I bet, huh? You know, here's the thing is that I was even getting to start this all off. I just want to tell you and and uh, like and maybe the public how weird it is to have this life 
where I travel so often that I miss my family like I do, that I will end up having a podcast with them so that I can interact and feel, you know, my family. Yeah. All right. So I think we should make it weird with (laughs) the most fucked up joke that we can think of. Uh, It's going to be that you can think of then. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hmm. If getting off to toothpicks sounding is a cry is a sin, then call me a sinner, baby. What the fuck is uh, is toothpick sounding? Yeah, you you put a toothpick in your pee hole. That's a thing. (laughs) Sounding, yeah, sounding. It's taking rods, jamming it up there. What? Why would it be called that? Why would someone do? Why would someone do that? David, David, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Oh my god. Oh my god. Some things you just figure you're never gonna have to tell people. Like, don't stick your finger in an electrical socket. But then you're surprised. You're like, what the fuck, kid? You didn't get that. All right. Well, David. Hey, heads up. Don't stick shit in your dick. Yeah. Oh my god. I hear that it's fairly common for sounding to be done with a finger. So uh, uh, we know no, we actually we I, I grew up with a kid that we know that is like into that, I guess not. I think about it. <laughs> I don't know that he's into it, it's just we know people that know him, that knew him, like that they dated like and they were like, Yeah, he's into cock fingering. But I thought that's what it was called, was cock fingering. It's called sounding, huh? No, it's bad I, I, either way. Oh my god! I don't even want the fingering. I like the sounding part better. Actually, the more I think about it, toothpicks all day long. Cover them with Vaseline though, or something, right? Splinters, splinters, yeah, yeah. people. This is not a place to experience. Oh my god! Can you imagine the ER visit? Oh fuck! I've uh, got splinters in my I... pee hole, deep in my pee hole. Oh my god! <laughs> Reminds me of a Florida man. Studs Florida man. It's curious teen almost dies after inserting 45 spherical magnets into u- urethra. Yeah, we should have ended on the joke. I didn't need an explanation. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Why did this go too long? Now he's backpedal. Listen, we're supposed to leave the people wanting more. Like right now, they're like, they've tuned off minutes ago in droves. We had to go to cock fingering. <laughs> we had to go to sounding. Oh, my God. There's something better. Make this nice. Make it nice, David. Talk about the tulips. One of the cute fuzzy bunnies. You know what? Let's just end it. There's no, there's no salvaging this. It's <laughs> yeah, broken. There's David, no I love you. I miss you. Obviously, I miss you. Uh, can't wait to see you again. This is the last show, and then we have five weeks, and you can be so annoyed by me because I'm always going to be there for those no, five you're weeks. You're going to have five weeks of being disgusted by all the... The weirdly high amount of things I know about sex. Uh, You know, yeah. See, not conversations. uh, I just, 
Yeah. Well, I guess I got that to look forward to, huh? Yeah. I hope you <laughs> your five weeks. No, like um, you're supposed to be able to be a father all the time. And I'm like a phone call father. I'm like, I don't know. Can grandma come and help you? What's, what's Jordan doing? Uh, <laughs> I no, I mean, I mean, like I'll be in another state in this case, though, I wanted to come and pick you up to at least have you for the two days. I guess that could be said. And you were like, oh, no, nah, maybe I'm sick. I don't want to fuck up the no, next no, trip. I had a cold and I didn't want you guys, you guys to get you excuses, excuses, excuses. I know. It's yeah. not excuses. And I didn't want to see you. Technically, it's excuses, but excuses doesn't always mean <laughs> excuses. Okay. Okay. All right. I love you, David. Uh, you know, I've stayed too long. I said too much. You know, the whole, whole routine. You want to end it for me? Have you stayed too long? Have you said too much? Uh, no, I'll end it. You this have, David, you have definitely said too much. With David Dunbar, uh, special guest, Cal Dunbar. Uh, make sure to buy some Very special. Good, some savory Milton's frozen ketchup. Uh, and <laughs> use use coupon code toothpick sounding. No. <laughs> All right, recording stop, Candy. This could have ended minutes ago. You're supposed to do this right. <laughs> I love you, David. We'll see you again soon, man. Love to see you.